Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen media empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm David Amino, the writer-director of Deviation. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Com up in my bum, please. Snitch. Get up to my motorcycle, running and tracking up with motherfucking snakes, genius. With Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. The From Page to Screen Movie Good evening. Good evening, sir. How goes it? I'm alright, it's been ages since we spoke. It is, (laughs) Indeed. Uh, We've no Rob tonight, Rob has opted to go out with his friends to get drunk. So, well, I can't blame him that. Oh, I can't. I, I find it very neglectful. So when he listens back to this, uh, just, you know, Rob who is is all I can say, really. Who is he? <laughs> oh, yes, the person that was on those podcasts at one time. <laughs> no, he, oh. me- he messaged me about 20 to 7. Yeah. And, um, so it's fine. It is not a problem. Yeah. But at 20 to 7, I was settling down, having just got back in from work to watch the new episode of Doctor Who. Oh, you beat me to it. Are you not watched it yet? No, no. I, I had Emily till kind of half uh, seven, so I had to take her home then. So I thought, rather than join it halfway through, yeah, you know, by the time I got back, I thought I'll wait and catch it, uh, you know, on the uh, you know, on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, kind of thing. Well, I won't spoil it, but uh, yeah, I thought I'm going to watch Your thoughts it. Thoughts on it? Uh, well, I really liked. It. I thought I'm going to watch it because I know for a fact Rob's probably watched it, but Rob, yeah. I wouldn't know because he's beggared off he's and he's off, out. he's off out drinking. So um, I don't know, but no, I enjoyed it. I I, don't, I think I've seen maybe about twenty minutes of the Peter Capaldi episodes. So yeah. I, I really not not of anything against Peter Capaldi. I like Doctor Who, but I'm not like oh my god, there's a new series coming out. I need to watch them all. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'd seen most of the Matt Smith ones. I enjoyed that. It's weird that Doctor Who because there's so many of them, and I'm not going back and watching <laughs> them all. Forget it. It's not happening. There's too many of them. So I thought I'll jump in and I just want to see. What Jodie Whittaker's like. I knew she'd be really good because she's a good yeah. actress anyway. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to watch it and then I wanted to jump online and hopefully not see the internet tear it to bits. <laughs> and from what I've seen, they're not. It seems to be pretty much everybody likes her, everybody's happy, everybody yeah. thinks she's a really good doctor, blah, blah, blah. So I'm quite happy that you know it's not gone the way of 
the new Star Wars movie or a DC movie or a James Bond with blonde hair or, or whatever it is. But oh yeah, she was good. You could see a lot of mannerisms of the previous Doctors in her, which obviously yeah. makes perfect sense if you know about the regeneration and stuff. So you could see a lot of Matt Smith in there. You could see some facial mannerisms of David Tennant. I think the only negative comment I saw online was somebody went, oh, it looks like she just watched a lot of David Tennant episodes and nicked some of his mannerisms. Well, not really, because that's they're the same, kind of, same yeah. person. This is it. It's, <laughs> you, know, it you can't not do. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, 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 I, I don't know why they're kind of complaining about that, because if – she didn't have the same mannerisms. It's a case of they'd be complain. complaining about that. I mean, <laughs> that is the most negative comment I've seen. And in fact, it's the only negative comment I've seen out of probably five minutes worth of scrolling. So oh, that's, that's pretty good, especially the way the internet goes. You know how vicious and bloody horrible they can oh, be. So Trolls. But uh, it's a good episode. It's um, The quality of the show looks a lot better than it used to. It looks like it's had more money spent on it. It looks like they've probably got new people behind a camera or something like that because it, it looks filmic, which is quite good. I was going to say, it's a new director, isn't it? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, you could probably put that show on and take all the references to Doctor Who out of it and stuff and sit somebody down in front of it and they wouldn't go, oh, this looks like Doctor Who. There's no, you know, there's no sort yeah. of uh, <laughs> hallmarks or or whatever it is, yeah. trademarks, or some, whatever it was, you know what I mean. Um, yes. But no, it was good. It was very good. So Excellent. Um, yeah, I look forward to finding out what you thought, and obviously what Rob thought, if he ever decides to come on a podcast again. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, um, uh, how are you feeling? How's things? I'm, I've still got the monkey virus. What's your symptoms? Um, general kind of lethargic mm-hmm. uh, tired uh, I've got a dodgy tummy um, I won't go into any details okay. <laughs> and uh, basically kind of a little bit on the sniffles and everything Yeah, but yeah, you know, minor aches and pains, nothing as drastic as what you had but oh, Jesus, you know, no. like I say it's just, I have no energy, it's whether if I'd, if I'd done similar to you and taken some time off and just gone, you know, I'm just going to Kind of, you know, wrap myself up and go to bed. Yeah, you know, I might be on a better side of it, but I mean, to give you an idea, at this time last night, I was in bed. Yeah, <laughs> I think if it wasn't for the podcast tonight, I think I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I'm not gonna fall asleep or anything, but and and it, I am getting slightly better each day, but I've still got it. Yeah. It's um, my my getting funny, over something like that is, you know, it takes an age. Because I mean, how long? Did you get it a week after me, or did you get it only a few days after me? About five days after you, didn't I? I think like it that. was, because it hit me on the Saturday, which was three and weeks. It was about the Wednesday Three weeks ago something. yesterday, and I think it was about the Wednesday. So we're, But I only had it minor at the start, kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so so it kind of hit me like a freight train. Yeah. First. So this is now a podcast about monkey viruses, but we will cover that topic and hopefully get get well very soon, and then we won't have to mention monkey viruses again. Um, my continuation of the monkey virus was, so this is now my third week of it. Yeah. So it's three weeks and a day since it hit me. Week one, I was laid out like a corpse. Uh, week two, I was trying to go back into work, and I, I pretty much managed, I think, but we were allowed to go home early because there wasn't a lot of work, so I was taking a few 
early afternoons, getting home, collapsing yeah. on the couch, just trying to do everything to shake it off and get the energy back up. So are you familiar with the, the pills Barocas? Yes. Yeah. So anybody who doesn't know what Barocca is, you can go into the shop, you can buy them, and they're little soluble tablets. So you drop them in water and you drink them, and it's just like a vitamin shot that boosts your energy up. So yeah. it's, it's something I've used up over the years. Definitely pick me up. Yeah. So I thought, well, I've got some of these, so I picked some of them up. So I'd wake up in the morning, I'd feel a bit crap. So I would take one of these Barocas and, mm-hmm. you know, bang, and then go to work, and I would feel freaking awful. But uh, while I'm at work, I would be concentrating on work, so I'd kind of forget that I feel awful. And then I'd remember yeah. again, and then I'd feel awful again. And then I would finish work early-ish. Oh. And then I would get home, and I'd still feel like shit. So I'd probably take another one of these Barocca things, and then collapse on the couch, go to sleep, and so on and so on. This thing carried on for a week. The uh, doctor did tell me if I didn't feel better with this virus uh, in a week, just to get back in touch with him, because generally it takes about a week to get out of your system. And I, I could feel myself getting a little bit better, but still wasn't right. So last Wednesday, so this is partway through week two, I had my rotor day off because I was working this weekend, as in today and yesterday. Yes. So I thought, well, I'm going to stay at home. I have nothing planned whatsoever. Um, Neil was going to be coming around, Mr. Neil Johnson. And mm-hmm. I think on the Tuesday, Annette said, you need to put Neil off. And I went, yeah, but he's come all this way. Which, to be fair, he hasn't come all this way to see me. He's come all the yeah. way to the UK to do a whole bunch of stuff. That includes seeing me. Um, yeah. And it was my one day off. And, I, you know, he was going to come over and he's going to stop over. And we're going to do a podcast. He was going to show me how to work the cameras, blah, blah, blah. And I was nearly falling asleep at work on Tuesday. And Ouch. Annette said, I'm going to put my foot down. You need to tell Neil that you can't do tomorrow he said because i know she said i know you if he comes around you'll give him the full attention and you won't get any rest and then you're working thursday friday saturday sunday and you're going to make yourself worse so yeah. i oh god okay i said i'll, I'll probably be fine she went nope De- tell him i'm sure he'll be fine so i'm like okay i'll do it and this is about two o'clock in the afternoon i'm nearly falling asleep i'm on a break so i'm in the canteen yeah. and i'm just wiped out because i had like a broker in the morning which didn't help clearly <laughs> so I texted Neil and said, any chance we could do a rain check? Um, Annette's in charge this time. She, I'm knackered. Can we do something? I'm on holiday next week. We'll, we'll try and sort something out. So he said, yeah, not a problem. So thank you, Neil. Uh, so he toddled off up to Scotland to do some stuff that he was going to be doing next week. So he shuffled his schedule around. Yeah. And then on the Wednesday, Annette went to work. I thought, right, I'm doing absolutely nothing. I'm going to keep like a food diary. So I'm going to yeah. write down how I feel in the morning because I was getting better and I'm probably yeah. about the same as I was now. So eight o'clock, feel tired. Half past eight, had a cup of tea. Still mm-hmm. feel fine. Nine o'clock, piece of toast. Slight pain yeah. in the stomach. That's I thought, I'm going to analyse this because something's not quite right here. Yeah. And I was okay, other than tired, all day. So I sat and watched some episodes of The Wire Season 3. I'm now halfway through Season 4, so I'm doing quite well on that. <laughs> it's the good thing about an illness. You can catch up on box sets, so it's not too bad. Um, and I was feeling really knackered at night, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm getting there, but I'm in work tomorrow. I'm going to take a Barocca. So I popped one in the water, drunk it. Within 10 minutes, I was feeling like shit. I was wow. awful. Whatever, not quite the monkey virus symptoms, but very, very close. I had the, the the arms were numb, the stomach was hurting, the the chest was like pulsing. I'm like, 
It's the freaking vitamins. The <laughs> You're allergic to vitamins. vitamins. No, I'd been overdosing on them because I'd been having a oh. shot in the morning with these things. Yeah. And and it, it definitely was those because I thought, right, I couldn't sleep on Wednesday night because I was like high as a kite on A's, D's, E's, C's. You know, all, you can't say you're as high as a kite on them. Well, you can if you say <laughs> A's, B's, and C's and D's in them. So I, I couldn't sleep, and I'm like, it's got a bit of the damn vitamins. So I thought, right, I'm not having any more of those. Forget it, I'm not having it. So I knew that I was going to feel like crap for at least 24 hours because I'd obviously had two yeah. doses, you know, dose of vitamins on the the Wednesday night about half eight. Do I ever take them before you go to sleep? Because you won't sleep, by the way. No, it's just a morning thing. Just saying. So I yeah. got up. Went to work the day after, felt pretty awful, but I knew, right, I'm going to keep, just going to keep drinking water, drinking water, yeah. nonstop stuff. And I did, and I haven't had any vitamins since, and I do feel a hell of a lot better. <laughs> um, but I was at work yesterday, and it was kind of quiet. It's just like, we will talk about movies, I promise. <laughs> this yeah. is filling the gap up because Rob's not here. We're talking about spleens in a minute, don't worry about it. Um, so I thought, well, I've, I've got this, and I've had this slight, pain just below the ribs on the left hand side during the virus thing and then post virus i'm like well it's not a heart that's there so i'm gonna i'm gonna google a human body map so i'm gonna have a look and see what it is so i googled it and strangely enough or not that's where the spleen is just below your ribs on your left hand side so it's kind of under your ribs pretty much so i'm like okay don't really know what a spleen does. Hope it's not like an appendix, because appendix is one of these things where it's like, yep, it's got to burst. Whip it out. Thought, I'm hoping a spleen's not one of those organs. So I Googled. This is how busy work was yesterday. So I Googled up what a spleen was, and it helps with the digestion. God, just generally, I didn't know. It's like I knew yeah. there was a thing called a spleen, but I didn't know what it did. Yes. So it helps with digestion, and they start the other. And I'm like, okay, right. Now I know what it does. Makes sense because I'd feel a little bit iffy after I've, e- after I've eaten something or drunk something, right? Okay, it's making sense. Um, and I thought, right, what makes a what causes spleen problems? And it said pretty much after you've been ill, if you know, if you've run down or if you're ill or if you've not been eating right, this could make an unhappy spleen. So I'm like, okay, what are the symptoms of an unhappy spleen? Well, it can make you, it can give you a sore left shoulder. Actually, that's that specific. It can it wow. can it can give you a pain in your left shoulder and your left arm. So I'm like, well, that which I've, ties I've, in. I've got that, so that yeah. makes sense, right? Well, what makes a happy spleen, right? Well, spleens don't like to work hard when they're a bit poorly. So what a spleen doesn't want to do is to have to really fight to digest stuff. So split happy spleens like hot food, as in like temperature not necessarily hot spicy so if you give a spleen hot food that doesn't really have to be digested much so things like cottage pies rice soups soups, all that sort of stuff this makes a spleen happy so i'm like okay so i said to annette i said right i'm not going to eat any cold food unless i have to so i'm going to eat lots of hot stuff and i've been doing that for the past two days and i am getting better so no I, i may still have a pulled shoulder muscle but I think it's the spleen. So the spleen was unhappy. So anybody wow. who's ever had an unhappy spleen, you now know how to make it happy. Yeah, give it cottage pie. Give it cottage pie, coffees. I mean, coffees is the cure for everything, I think. Oh, it is for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, the virus thing seems to have gone. 
the the spleen thing seems to be sorting itself out. I've just got the pulled shoulder muscle to pretty much get rid of, and then I'm back up to speed. But it's like got oh. fall into bits. <laughs> it's not right. So in the yeah, meantime, well, welcome to middle age. <laughs> oh, it's bloody awful. So in the, like you know, the films are piling up, and press articles are piling up. Podcast is easy because I just sit in a chair and and chat. So that's so that's quite easy. But it just seems I can't remember what it's like not to be ill. It's horrible. Oh, oh but yes, not so that, good. So that's how I've been this week, anyway. So sort of mainly wiped out with monkey viruses yeah. and and but at I least s- you get into the bottom of it you or at least i hope so yeah pretty much yeah, yeah well so i did I, on the hot foods uh, hot foods uh hot, hot, hot baths hot drinks uh nothing um, it's like even if I'm, I'm eating crisps at work because we don't have any hot food at work so i'm eating crisps for like you know five minutes before swallowing the crisp <laughs> it's like i'm going to chew it 117 times because that What's way my say? spleen doesn't have to digest anything do you have a microwave or anything at work? Yeah, we've got a microwave, so I should really have been having hot lemonades, to be honest. I was going to say, for food-wise, take something in you can nuke. Yeah, I took one of those uh, microwavable hamburgers in today, which probably wasn't oh. the best oh. thing, but but the burger part was very nice. Yeah, I was thinking kind of more kind of, um, you know, uh, that dreaded word Tupperware. Yes. You know, Tupperware container of stew or something like that. Yeah, I need to start doing that. I need to start cooking a bit more, but you know yourself... When you're down with monkey virus, the last thing you want to do is go, do you know what? I'm going to cook for tomorrow. <laughs> you, yeah. don't, you go, I'm, go, I'm in from work now. It's half past five. I'm going to go to sleep and sleep till morning. Yes. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. So oh. I've been going to bed at like 10 o'clock at night, and that's been stopping up till midnight watching whatever she's watching on TV. And then I've been sleeping. But I'm off work now for the full week. Excellent. So I am seeing Neil Johnson tomorrow. So that Excellent. is good. So um, say hi. I will please. indeed say hi. He is. Uh, I don't know what you're doing tomorrow, but he is. Uh, he, what, what, are you on early shifts? Or are you on late shifts? I'm on late. Oh bloody hell! Because um, he's stopping over, I believe, on Monday slash Tuesday. So oh, excellent! But I shall definitely say hi. So that is good. Um, Trying to think, what else I've been up to other than sleeping? Probably quite a lot. I've watched a few things. I've got a few projects on the go, so I'll go through some of those as well. Um, Fate has unfortunately delayed the Mimi film. Not sure till when, but it's it's, um, basically... It's a delay rather than a disaster, though. Yeah, well, it's for me, it's a delay rather than a disaster, but there's some sort of family stuff going on with the cast, basically. Fair enough. Um, So their time is diverted elsewhere. But um, yeah. obviously, I'm not happy that that's happened. But I was I was looking to delay the film anyway, and I'm happy to delay it until the their situation sorts itself out. Yeah. So um, I'll be putting a Kickstarter update out to everybody who backed, so they'll Egg. they'll get it in a little bit more detail, but not too much detail. But everything's good. It's given me more time to learn how to use the camera, which will which be sold. which which will benefit the film. It's yeah. given me more time to get the 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 tombstone and also to scope out the locations and stuff yeah. like that. So even though the actual film in itself is delayed, the pre production isn't. Exactly. So that's okay. Um and I am gonna be chasing somebody up who is in Hollyoaks, weirdly enough, to do a very small role in the first Mimi film. 
Ooh. So that's quite good. There's a, there's a young actress that's in that. And her social media account, which is run by her mum, uh, follows me. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to get in touch and go, look, it's a really small role. You can film it at your house and then just send me the footage because it works like that. Um, yeah. How much is that going to cost? And then if it comes back cheapish, then I'm okay. Sounds uh, good to me. If, if it comes back stupid expensive, then I'll just find somebody else to do it. So I'm quite yeah. all right with that. But I'd like to get that person involved because they're, they're good at what they do. So Yeah. Um, but at some point, I'm going to go through all the scripts with you so you can have a look and see how they've changed. Because <laughs> you've seen some of the original drafts. It'd be nice to get yeah. your take on the new ones. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I do want to sit down with you and go through the hotel one as well, which yeah, we spoke <laughs> about, which probably ages ago, but that's currently in the scripting stage. Excellent, excellent. Which is, which is quite good. So oh. what what have you been up to then, other than monkey virus? Um, well, work during the week, strangely enough. Um, tram- I've got to say, though, you know, this is my whinging time at the moment. <laughs> You're uh, it. It's great. It's therapy. Transport, getting over there to work has been a right thing this week. Yeah. Um, don't know why. I mean, I was on the same shifts as the week before. Mm-hmm. Traveling has taken me another 20 minutes each day. Just no. traffic. And I don't nothing, know. Nothing school-wise either, is it? Because it's the no. same. same. Same kind of thing. And, you know, it's a case of there's not been accidents that I've seen. It's just been traffic has been horrendous. Yeah. Don't know why. All week. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, it happened first on the Monday, and I thought, oh, you know, it'll get better tomorrow. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, still the same. Thursday, the same. And I thought, I'll go on Friday. has got to be better. And it started out that way, and then it just ended up the same thing. <laughs> but, uh, very weird. Yeah. But other than that, um, been an Emily weekend, so yep. that was quite good. Um, mm-hmm. She's done some more of a scouting thing. She's been on a, one of these survival ones. Yep. So dropped her off for that. She spent 12 hours in a shelter that she'd built herself. So, you know, overnight. So, and luckily, didn't get too wet. <laughs> were you in the Were you in the scouts yourself? Um, I was in the. I don't think I made it to scouts. I was in the cubs. Yeah. And then I gave up. So this was you were in the the cubs younger than Emily is now. Yeah, I think I left right. probably at the cubs at about the age that Emily is now because you had to move up to scouts then. I was just curious to know how much it probably would have changed from. You know, from when we were in it, because I think I was in the Cubs for a few years, well, yeah. probably about two years, remembering it, and how much different it is now. I'm pretty sure it's probably a lot different. I think we probably oh, would have yeah. been just thrown in a forest on our own for three months and, you know, left well, you to fend for itself type thing. Yeah. Think about the uniform you had to wear. I don't know about you, but we were in shorts. Yeah. yeah. I no matter what the weather, it was shorts. Shorts, some sort of dark green sure. shirt type thing. The, um, the neckerchief, yeah, yeah necker and woggle. The woggle and a hat, and uh, that's <laughs> that's it. I don't yeah. remember getting badges or anything. I don't think I was probably in it for two years. I was probably in it for a few months or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think my parents just wanted to farm me out. There was like a scout hall just across the road, but down the hill oh. type thing. Yeah. Um, but no, oh, no I, I was got, definitely got a fair it. few badges, but um, but yeah, I, similar to you, you know, the uniform was like that. You know, um, I, I seem to remember as well, you used to have to wear kind of garters with your socks that had like weird little kind of Vs cut in them okay. at the side, you know, something to hold your socks up and yeah, it was weird. Um, but 
you know, I remember doing all that. You know, the uniform now has changed. They're in, you know, kind of long trousers. You know, girls are in the scouts as well, you know. That's the big difference, isn't it? Brownies, guides. Yeah, there was scouts, cubs, cubs and scouts for us, or cub scouts, if we got his full name, and then mm-hmm. brownies. And we had, we have scout masters, and the brownies had Arkelas. Yeah, you had Arkela. Yeah. Now it's just yeah. everything. So the, the scout thing is mixed now. I, I don't know. I believe so. I mean, like I say, Emily's in with a lot of boys and a, some, some other girls and what have you. So, yeah. So it sounds like brownies isn't a thing anymore. Oh, I think they are, but um, I don't know kind of how it all works out. Yeah, I boy, mean, there you go. Our brownies? boys like the brownies. I would hope so. I mean, you don't really want to be in a turf war. You know, brownies oh, no, no. and scouts having a fight <laughs> or whatever for huh? who's, uh, who's in charge or whatever. So, so yeah, basically she's done that. We've done uh, a little bit of computer gaming and what have you. And, yeah, uh, so Which game? Um, we're in, in Terraria at the moment, and uh, we were playing Battle Block Theatre as well. Yeah. It makes me so, laugh how you said Terraria at the minute. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure two years ago you were still in that game. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> we found a few different mods and add-ons for it now, and the latest patch is coming out soon and all this. And we, we, we set ourselves challenges, so we've got a new one coming up. Nice. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Emily's deciding on the rules. Good. <laughs> Only for the weekends, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what game are you playing at the minute, When minus uh, Emily? Or are you playing Terraria so that you can level up when she comes around? Well, I'm, I'm trying to do it for this one that we're setting off on. I'm not playing that character and that world when she's not here. Yeah. Yeah, we're, that we're saving those characters and that world for multiplayer. Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to when she gets a PC at home and what have you, you know, with uh, with Anne. Yeah. And, you know, kind of <laughs> get her online at night. Well, exactly, because it's like, at the minute, you're sort of restricted. I mean, there's lots of other stuff you could be doing anyway, but you're kind of restricted going, well, I want to play that game. But it's I can't till a, till a week on Saturday or whatever it is. Well, it's not just that. It's another way. I mean, like you say, you get her on kind of a TeamSpeak type thing or Skype at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I only see her like every other Wednesday almost for an evening meal and every other weekend. So, yeah, you know, I like having time with her. I think that'll probably change as she's getting older. Oh, yeah. Because she'll soon get to a point when she's like, all right, my mum just stuff up to see that or that sort yeah. of thing. And then that'll be, that'll be easier. Yep. <laughs> then it'll just be like non-stop Terraria. And other games, but yeah. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. Oh. So yeah. um, game-wise at the minute, I'm still playing Mad Max Ooh, on how are you PlayStation going on that? 4. I'm really enjoying it. It was the very first game I ever picked up when I bought a PS4, which was... Uh, like two, three years ago, whatever it was, probably yep. about three. And um, I went in and it was a case of, oh, you buy the PS4, you get a free game. So I'm like, I'll have Mad Max. So I got Mad Max, took it home. Um, or it wasn't my home at the time, but where we were staying, played it, got stuck right at the beginning, couldn't, could not work out what to do. So I traded it and got rid of it. And then it popped up a couple of months back as one of the free PlayStation Plus games. So I thought, well, I'll download it because it's free. I've got the hard drive yeah. space for it. I'll play it. Oh, crap. I remember getting stuck at that bit. But luckily, I'd I'd learned how to get past that bit. Yeah. Because I listened to the actual tutorial, which I very rarely do. I'm like, <laughs> let's just fast forward past that. I just want to play the game. I don't want to listen to it. And I listened, and I got past it. And I'm now 
probably about 25%, I think, into it. It's a very good game. It kind of is a bit Grand Theft Auto-ish, as in it's a big world. You run around, you do missions, you, you click on something, it goes, ah, oh, now you've got to go do ABC. You go do ABC, you come back, you get some rewards, you level up and all that sort of stuff. But it's in the Mad Max world, so it is, it is a lot of fun. So oh. it's just a big old open world. You're driving around, um, leveling up your car, putting spikes on it to stop people jumping on it. You've got a shotgun, but you keep running out of bullets. So it's it is very Mad Maxy, where you've got to find water or you die, and yeah. uh, you know the snipers. You've got a sniper rifle, so you'd you'd quite enjoy that. So you've got to raid uh, oil camps and blow up the. It's good. It is. It's a fun game. So. That's what I'm playing at the minute. That's why I've not picked up Tomb Raider. I was going to um, say I haven't picked up Tomb Raider yet. No, I haven't because I'm I'm going to wait until it drops in price because yeah. I don't know whether it was on the podcast or not that we spoke or I don't know whether it was in your car, but it's I pretty much just play Tomb Raider for the single-player campaign. Single-player campaign is, what, five hours, six hours maybe? Do I really want to pay 50 quid for six hours on a game when I'm yeah, currently... Probably. Yeah, it's like, well, no, I'll wait. The price will come down. Yeah. It's going to be at least a couple of years before another Tomb Raider game comes out. So there's no massive rush. So if I pick it up for maybe 30 quid or something like that, then I don't mind. Yeah, I'll it's save like it. Say, though, you know, if that single player campaign was 50 plus hours, 50 yeah. quid, yeah, reasonable. Yeah, but I don't want to pay it 50 quid for you know five, five or six plus. hours, especially when the game that I'm playing at the minute, Mad Max, is a lot of hours, and the game didn't cost me, and didn't cost me anything. So it's like, why would I put down this free game that I'm enjoying, so I could then go out and spend fifty quid for a game that I would enjoy, but I'll still enjoy playing Tomb Raider in six months' time or whatever. Yeah, and it, and it might be on one of the freebies by then. Yeah, it's the same with DVDs, isn't it? I mean, you put me and you in an HMV tomorrow, we'd go around. Oh, I'm going to buy fifty quid worth of movies, and, mm-hmm. and that's on a slow day. Do we really need those movies? Not really. We can get them at some point, <laughs> so there's no rush. I was going to say, I'd re- yeah, no disrespect about HMV or anywhere like that. I'd rather spend that fifty quid in like two or three trips to CEX. So would I. <laughs> you get a damn sight more for your money. So would I. I went in last week to uh, CEX and picked up a bunch of horror films because it's it's Halloween month, and not everything I've watched has yeah. been horror related. So, but I've watched a few, um, and. You know the dice roll where Annette and yes. I choose what section of films we watch. Well, I thought, well, I'm going to do something similar for horror films. Yeah. But I thought, do I really want to just replicate this, you know, twelve point dice roll thing for, for all horror films? Or should I do something a bit horror related? Some like I'll do something horror related. So I told Annette, I said, right, I've come up with a thing for the horror movies. She went, what is it? I'm like, I'll tell you tomorrow when I've finished it. She's like, tell me what it is. I'm like, no, I'll tell you when I finished it. So I went into town, went to CEX, um, picked up probably about a dozen horror films. So, And I've got a sports bag, like a duffel bag thing. And I yeah. filled it to the brim with horror movies. It is a bag full of horror movies. And basically when we, <laughs> instead of a dice roll, Annette just closes her eyes, puts her hand in the bag, pulls out a horror film, done. Yeah. We watched it. So we, we've watched a few of those this week um, some have been a bit more successful than others yeah but uh, I just thought it's something different to do so I've got this big bag downstairs just filled to the to the gills with horror movies a lot of them we've seen before a lot of them we haven't mm-hmm. uh, Annette doesn't know the new ones I bought last week 
because thought, what's the point? You're probably going to pull yeah. them all out anyway. So yeah, um, that's that's my horror sort of movie thing this month, which is quite good. I was going to say, are you saving a specific one maybe for Halloween? Yeah, have you worked out what you want to watch on Halloween? No, I need to work out what day of the week Halloween is um, and whether I'm at work. So I don't Good know. So if, if I'm off work, I'll probably do like a 12-hour movie marathon, which I've done a couple of times, and it's yeah. great. But if I'm off work, then I think we might go to cinema and watch Halloween yeah, because the the sort of reboot thing is coming out, the remake, sequel, whatever the freaking hell it is, is coming out on the sixteenth, I think. So I'm hoping that's still in the cinemas on the thirty first. It would. Well, make I was going to say, it makes sense. you're you're on like a three week cycle, like me, aren't you? On your shifts. Yeah. So next week you're on late. Uh, well, this week I'm off, but I'm, I would be on early's yeah. this week. So I'd be on nine sixes if I. Oh no 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 no! I'd be on eleven eights this week. So Annette's on her late's. Yeah. next week but she's off as well so well i can um, tell you that halloween falls on a wednesday yeah and luckily you're on late oh okay but whether you want to kind of yeah kind of go because i mean burnley might be showing uh, something possibly you know so basically head straight there uh, yeah possibly i shall look um, otherwise <laughs> otherwise i'll probably just watch something like night of the living dead or yeah or, or halloween or something i just go for one of the favorite classics yeah. So you can come up and we can watch the Blair Witch Project. That would <laughs> that would make you happy. Um, just don't watch <laughs> don't watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I was quite enjoying. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No. It's, it's from uh, it's, it must be the mid eighties. It's either mid to late eighties. I don't know what it was, but it's Arrow have done one of the re-releases for it, all the special features and one on it. And Annette plucked it out of the horror bag, and she looked at it and she went, "Killer clowns from outer space." I'm like, "Yep." And I knew what sort of film it was anyway because I'd heard of it and stuff. And we put it on, and I think she lasted twenty minutes. She was out. <laughs> She's like, "I can't watch it." I'm like, "But it's fun. It's kind of like Critters or you know one of them cheesy eighties." Crazy films, and she no, she couldn't do it. She bailed. So I'm going to finish watching that at some point. But she just, yeah, she couldn't handle it. Not because she was freaked out about the clowns in, just because she thought it was bloody awful. <laughs> well, this is it. You sometimes you got to take the rough with the smooth. Of course you do. It was like, what did we watch the, the day before? I think the whatever day we were off at the weekend. I was still yeah. pretty poorly, so I thought, well, let's just watch two. What the hell did we watch? Uh, oh yeah, Tenebrae, which is oh. I think that's late seventies or something. Dario Argento film, so Italian Prince. horror film. It's a little bit gory, but it's it's very dated. So, yeah. but it's it's one of the classics. That and Suspiria, pretty much the, the classic uh, Dario Argento stuff. Um, so we watched Tenebrae, and she'd seen that before, and she liked it, and it was fine, it was good, and we're like, yeah, that's a good start to the horror thing. And then we pulled another one out, and it's called uh, The Haunting of Katie Malone. So she Ooh. looked at it, and she went, ugh. She said, have you seen that one? I went, yes, because my name's on the cover, because that was one of the early ones when I got the, the <laughs> DVD quote. And she yeah. went, is it any good? I went, do you know what? I said, it's all right. So we put it on, and she was gripped. She really, really enjoyed it. It was a modern, Excellent. Film, modern film. Yeah. And it's three college students, and one of them's on eBay, or something that looks like eBay, because yeah. they obviously couldn't get a license to use eBay in this indie film. And uh, somebody's selling a ghost in a box. 
It's actually Dean oh. Kane, Dean Kane from Superman that's selling this ghost in a box. So they they buy it and they go, it's probably not real, but it's a film and it's called Haunting of Katie Malone. So yep, you've just bought a ghost in a box, and it starts terrorizing people and being very protective over the main the three people that are bought it and squishing everybody else that that wasn't. And it, <laughs> it was very cheesy. It, I think that's the sort of film that you would watch and you go, this is probably why I don't like horror films because. <laughs> Because a lot of it is jump scares and stuff like yeah. that. You'd mentioned, you know what, I'm not a fan of that. So it's not one to go, hey, Bob, you've got to watch this. Jane, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would be your cup of tea. Not no. like Woman in Black or, or the others or something like that. But Annette, was, she was happy. She was impressed with it. So it was uh, it was Tenebrae, Haunted with Katie Malone, and then Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> so that's Aww. the three we've watched. But then because we've been at work and uh, and whatnot, then... Yeah, so sort of different shifts. We haven't managed to watch any more horror films, but I'm sure we'll watch a few this week when we're off. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch. I seem to have ended up, and I know I'm on the press list for them anyway. But it's Sony have sent me. I like it when they do that. Sometimes when they'll just send me things that I never ask for. <laughs> it's like, what's this? The hell's yeah, this? something just appears out of the blue. Yeah. And sort of midweek, and I can't remember the name of the other one, and it's bugging me. I'd, I would love to run downstairs and find out what it is, but I'll let you know later on. And uh, this one that they sent me through, little padded envelope, and I always get all excited. I'm like, ooh, there's a screener in here. What's it going to be? I don't remember asking for anything. Is it going to be one from Arrow? Ooh. Uh, and it wasn't. It's one from Sony. And it's uh, I seem to have ended up on an anime uh, distribution list because there is a subsidiary of... Sony to release it as a Funimation or something like that. I think this company is called. And they've sent me the full season. I don't know if it's just the first season or whether it was a one and done type thing, but it's called Yuri on Ice. Ah. Um, and it's, I think it's like 14 episodes or something like that. So I thought, well, I've never even heard of this dumb thing. But it's got the Sony logo on it and it's coming out in a couple of weeks or whatever. So I'll, I will do them the courtesy and I'll check it out. But I'm a bit with anime because you're a massive anime fan. I think. Did you actually say you're a bit out of the loop at the minute? I'm a bit out of the loop, yeah. but I I used to be very much into it. And, oh, uh, you. You, you're like a house full of anime at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, tons. And you, I mean, you said you're out of the loop. I didn't even know there was a loop. Because <laughs> it's, and that's how much I think I've seen Akira. I've seen probably quite a few of the Studio Ghibli ones. Yeah. And that's probably it. I think that's the only anime. Oh, and um, Avatar The Last Airbender, which probably isn't classed as anime. It's just animation. But that's all the anime I've ever seen. I've heard of other bits and pieces. I was going to say, I could probably kind of times that by at least 100. Oh, easily. And I'm still classed as you know, kind of a, a noob on it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to go to an exhibition of anime I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even be allowed to speak to somebody who cosplays as anime. But I, I really, and I'm not. There just seems to me that much anime that there would be no point me even entering it because there's that much. It's like no. So I've tend to have stayed away from it. But I thought, well, I'll check out this Yuri on Ice, and it's yeah. actually quite good. It's, there's a little bit of humour in it. It's not one of these deadly serious ones because I think a lot of animes are like this is serious. It might be animated, but shut up and pay attention. It's like okay. Oh, I, I, I think there's there are different kind of schools of it. Some of it is 
you know, kind of like say very serious. Mm. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I used to watch was, well, some of it was quite serious, but a lot of it was pretty much tongue in cheek and fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything, you know, films themselves, you know, normal ones, you know, you watch some comedies, you watch some feel goods, you watch some serious action ones. Yeah. And it's the same with anime. They're, you know, the kind of things they do, it's just you know, a Japanese animation telling the story instead. And the animation on this was good. I don't know what year Yuri and Ice came out. I don't know if it's a new one or whether it's an old one that's been reissued. But I sat in and watched the first couple of episodes. And I probably will watch the rest of it, actually. It was good. It, it is about uh, Yuri, who's an ice skater. And, yeah. Uh, I think each episode's like 20... 22 minutes or something so it's not it's not long it's probably about six hours i think altogether apparently it was done in 2016 all right okay i managed to quickly look up (laughs) does it say it's just one season or um does it not mention it i mean i I think sometimes with anime though don't they just go years and years before a new season season. it's a one and done yeah, first episode date, 5th of October, 2016. Yeah. Final episode date, 22nd of December, 2016. Number of episodes, 12. Yeah, that's the one. It's the whole set on this disc, on these two discs what? as well. But it was good. It was fun. Yeah. So I would uh, I would recommend that. Um, yeah, mm. Bearing in mind, I am a non-anime expert. So, yeah. you know, there might be people out there who have seen it that thinks it's the worst thing ever. But it, it was fun. It was all right. It was, hum- it was humorous, but not stupid. The animation yeah. was good. There was like a mixture of styles. So when characters were talking, it looked like one style of animation. And then when it was backdrops, yeah. it looked like another one. So I guess a whole bunch of people took part in that. But there's uh, this English language or there's the Japanese with English subtitles. So I don't know what yeah. you go for. I always go for the English language just because I'm well, lazy like that. I've, I've done both. Um, one of the ones that always got me was the film Akira. Mm-hmm. Which you say you've seen. Yes. Um, you watch it. The first time I watched it was with the, um, you know, basically the English language version dubbed. And I liked it. And then you watch it subtitled. Yeah. And it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. It the- sounds odd. But the translation was more accurate. And it's a case of, ah, that makes more sense now. And yeah. I was going to say, is the translation massively different, or is it just different enough that it kind of changes where the storyline goes? It changes where the storyline goes. The other one as well is, um, you know yourself, it's a case of, you know, you watch a film like that, and you watch the dubbed version, yeah, and you're hearing, normally, the American voice actors that have dubbed it, yeah, and the characters come across as totally different than if you hear... <laughs> I know you, most of us don't understand the Japanese kind of thing, but you're watching yeah. like the original with the subtitles, and you're listening to the characters, and again, they can sound totally different. I've, know, done, I've done that with some live-action movies, like some of the John Woo movies. Yeah. So I watched, I watched the, the... I don't know, I think... At one point, I would have watched the dubbed version first, but then I think now, and, and on some occasions, it's like, no, I need to watch this the way it was made, because um, some of the dubbing on some older films is bloody awful. It's well, terrible. I say, just to kind of draw one in there, you know, one that you mentioned you were playing the game of, Mad yeah. Max. <laughs> yeah. 
have you listened to the original? Oh, it's one? awful. <laughs> so I think some of that, though, I don't think it's because the accent's different or because the dubbing's that different. I think it's because we're so familiar with Mel Gibson's voice mm. that we know that voice does not come out of Mel Gibson. So therefore, yeah. we're we're instantly taken out of it. Because if you watch the dub version of Mad Max, it, it's his character that annoys you most because you're like, that sounds dreadful. Like the other characters like Goose <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't seem that bad because we we I think by the time that we saw Mad Max one I know I'd sorry, I think I'd seen two first before I watched one because two yeah. was huge on on the video market and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know we were familiar with Mel Gibson's voice. I'd seen him in Gallipoli. I'd heard him in Gallipoli, and then to watch this horrible version of, of <laughs> Mad Max with the American voice. Oh my God! Thankfully, I think most editions have the Australian mix on it. Yeah. But I think they also include a, a secondary gimmick, the American one. Yeah. So if you want a bit of a giggle and to make yourself sick, then just uh, watch that version as well. Um, but now they, they sent me Yuri on Ice, and then later on in the week, another padded envelope. I'm like, Ooh, what is this? Is it a DVD from Arrow? No, it was another one from Sony. And it was wow. another another full season of an anime thing and I can't remember because it was uh, probably like Thursday morning or whenever just before I'm going to work that it dropped through the letterbox I, I opened it looked at it put it to one side I thought I'll look at that weekend but I've been working a weekend so I've not looked at it again so mm-hmm. I haven't dismissed it I've just not had a chance to look at it but I'll message you later on and tell you what it is but uh, yeah they seem to be sending me some anime stuff through so I'm making sure I watch it and I'll review it and yeah. um, whatnot. Um, I'm also going to start sending these podcast episodes back when I do review stuff and I'm going to put timestamps in them. So, you know, maybe they'll listen, maybe they won't. Who knows? Uh, you've got know. me thinking now because uh, with the whole thing, going back to some of the series that I really liked and, you know, some of the classic anime. And um, I've just done, as we've been chatting, just been doing a quick look to see if any of them were still available, like on DVD now. Yeah. Of course, at the time, yeah. <laughs> well, you had a VHS, didn't you? Tons yeah. Were they all on VHS, or did you have quite a hefty? Because I remember no, you having a all ton. On VHS. You had a ton of anime. Yeah. It was all on VHS at the time. The only other option that you could get it on was Laserdisc. Yeah. If you remember those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember, I remember them. Never had yeah. one. Never owned a Laserdisc, but I always looked at them, and I think there was a friend of mine um, when I used to work in the Haslandon video shop, a guy called Ben Webb, and he was the only person I ever knew that owned a Laserdisc, and he had, like, this was a thing when widescreen was rare, so he yeah. had Alien, I think, on widescreen, and he actually recorded onto VHS all of it, all the film, all the extras, so I sat there for about six hours just watching a storyboard slideshow, and it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So that was the first special features I ever saw, but no, he was the only one I ever knew who actually owned a Laserdisc. Yeah. But I was going to say, you said that um, this um, Yuri on Ice was from Sony, and you, you mentioned mm. the Funimation. Fun- it? it's, it's something very much like that. It's one of the production companies, and it's because it comes up with Sony, and then it's F- Funimation or Funimation or something like that. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing it's Funimation because that's I was the one. Just, like I say, looking at the one that I, one of the ones I used to have, it says that it's from Funimation. Yes. So yeah, I think I might have to do some shopping after this. Well, <laughs> I know. I think Yuri on Ice comes out in October, mm-hmm. and, fa- and then whatever other one they sent me. 
that comes out in November. So yeah. we've still got a bit of time. Let me have a look. Um, yeah, Yuri on Ice comes out DVD and Blu-ray combo pack October the 8th. So uh, that's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. So that comes out. Wow. So good. Uh, what else has it got? Special Blu-ray special features. I think it's DVD that I've got, though. Mm-hmm. So there is some commentaries on it. Um, but the, the transfer is really, I mean, obviously it's not an old looking show or whatever, but the yeah. transfer is pretty good. It looks crisp. Excellent. So, uh, I just wish I knew what the other one was now, but I can't remember. <laughs> so I shall, I shall tell you that because it doesn't come out till November. I could talk oh. about that next week. So that's fine. Yeah. Cause it will still be October next week. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like Sony are now doing all the releases for this, uh, Funimation. Excellent. So that's quite good. So at least I can keep you up to date on those. Yeah. Like I say, I have got to do some shopping after this. <laughs> yes. Uh, for uh, Yuri on Ice being one of them. <laughs> and one of the other ones, like I say, same company. Um, this is one that I used to watch. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of the ones that first got me into it all. Okay. And it was a series called Bubblegum Crisis. See, that's one of the ones I remember. There was yep. the, the titles that I remember, and it was all from conversations that you've had and yep. there's bubblegum crisis or this is one called Uritsi Mushu something something like that Uritsuki Doji <laughs> that's the one I remember yeah, that's, that that's tentacle porn almost <laughs> oh well, what's tentacle porn uh, it's a Japanese thing yeah basically women being kind of molested by Tentacles. tentacle demons is that like a big genre or is that just like one oh, yeah. series there's a lot so there's of, like, no there's a lot out there that's very strange. Why don't you just watch live action stuff? Yeah. It's a bit weird. I've never quite understood that about anime porn. It's a bit odd. <laughs> this, you know, you'd never watch Pixar the same way again, really, would you? Oh, no. That's a bit yeah. strange. Monsters Inc. Oh. In the, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not Bubblegum Crisis. It's the other one. So it, yeah. it is something that comes out in November. So, mm. um, But I shall let you know on that. And it's a full season. So Excellent. Sort of fun from Funimation, I guess. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> what else have I watched? Uh, American Horror Story, Episode 4 of Apocalypse. I'm still enjoying Apocalypse. I'm now five episodes into Season 4 of The Wire. Very <laughs> good. It's, it is a really good show. Yeah, uh, it, I can't fault it. It's very good. It's binge-watchable, not week-to-week watchable, which I've said before. Yeah, so I'm, I'm so glad. That's why I'm just powering through it. I mean, there's five seasons. I've got all five seasons. I'm just going to keep going until I've finished it. So it's not too yeah. bad. Uh, still plenty of Oz watches. Excellent. Can't go wrong with Oz watch. I've been watching a couple of episodes of reality TV, which I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> um, it's Undercover Boss USA. You ever watched any of these? Oh, yes. I've seen a few of those. I quite like those. I don't watch them yeah. all, but I've got it on series record downstairs. And I do. Yeah. I find them interesting because it, you know, the premise of it is you've got the owner of a big company who has themselves made up with a wig and glasses and a beard and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, that's just the women, and then they go undercover right at the low levels and they speak to staff who don't know they're the big owners and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes mm-hmm. you see people doing stuff they're not supposed to but usually they come out going, Do you know what, I learned quite a lot here and I find it quite interesting in how to sort of run a business or how to just basically learn. I do find it quite educational yeah. that program um, it, 
it does kind of annoy me because every staff member they speak to, the plinky plink music comes on and they're like, and I find it so hard because my child's terminal and I've no money and I'm getting thrown out of my house tomorrow. And then at the end of the episode, the boss goes, I'm going to give you 50,000 pounds. No, thank you. So <laughs> if you take out the sentimentality of it, I do yeah. find that program pretty interesting. So that's the yeah. only reality TV show I watch, other than the news, which isn't really yeah. reality, I've is it? got to ask, though, if you like the undercover boss ones, yeah. have you seen the spoof that was done about <laughs> no. Star Wars? Uh, no. Have you, oh, if Look it up. Um, basically, you've got Kylo Ren goes undercover in Starkiller Base. Okay. <laughs> and it, it is actually, you know, they've done it specifically. So, yeah, oh, uh, watch it. Yep. So it's an undercover you, boss with Kylo Ren. Yeah. It'll be on YouTube. Look it up. I shall try that down. I shall share it out as well so everybody else can watch it. Because <laughs> wow. it, it is it's done, you know, it is done as a spoof and it's fantastic. Good. <laughs> uh, the mighty people of Arrow have been sending me stuff again. Oh, paint me envious. Go on, what have you got? Uh, well, it's not a sci-fi one, but it's a film. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's from 1991, and it's called Gas Food Lodging. Oh, that rings a bell. It rung a bell to me as well, because it dropped through like a box. I'm like, ooh, wonder what this is. Is this going to be Arrow? And it was. And I'm like, yes. And I knew nothing about the film, but I'd heard of it, because it's one of those titles that's there's not many other films. Well, in fact, I don't think there's any other films out there called Gas Food Lodging. None. So it's it's stuck with me. And I remember it was one of the indie films back in the 90s. But yeah. I had no idea what it was about. And with it being horror month, I thought, well, no, I'm not going to watch <laughs> horror films all month, because... Annette's out, therefore I need to watch something that she might not necessarily watch, and I'll watch Gas Food Lodging, and then if it's very, very good, I'll put it to one side and Annette can watch it later on. The film has been put to one side for her to watch later on, so I've very much enjoyed it. And it's kind of like um, Stand By Me, so it's a coming-of-age film. Yeah, It is set in the 90s, as far as I could tell. And it's about two sisters. Uh, the cast is amazing. You've got Feruza Bolk in there, who's in the craft. But obviously this is from 1991, so she's a lot younger. Chris Mulkey from Twin Peaks. He's in there um, around the Twin Peaks time. You've got Brooke Adams, who was in The Dead Zone. So she yeah. plays the mom. So you've got all these character actors in there. You've got um, Richard... No, Robert Nepper, he's called. And if you've ever seen Prison Break, which I think you have, he's Teabag. Oh, yes. And, uh, so he's obviously a lot younger than Prison Break. Because Prison Break wow. is a two, 2000 show. So you're like, yeah. That's good. what the hell does Robert Nepper play? He plays somebody from England. What? Not, not the most convincing accent I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. But, you know. And it's set in a small town. I think it's Laramie, wherever Laramie is. But set in a small town. Uh, Feruza Balk is a teenage girl mm. who's got a bigger sister. Her bigger sister's a bit of a slut. She's running out, sleeping with everybody, and everybody's talking about her, and she's rebelling. She's having a fight with her mom. She's like, you can't tell me what to do. Yes, I can. Get out of my house, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and it is a coming-of-age film, but from the focus of the Feruza Bolt character. Yeah. And it's a really good film. There's no gunfights in it, car chases, no visual effects. It's just a, a human drama. Yeah. So I sat and watched that and thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. So I would uh, recommend that. I, I quite like how Arrow do that. They're not just a horror label. Oh no, they're not just damn good stuff. They're not just a sci-fi label. They're oh. not just a, an old sort of uh, like the Raven type movie. You know, they they do a whole 
big mix. They've got Waterworld coming out, which I know is sci-fi. Um, yeah, but I want so that. <laughs> I think they do. They do focus mainly on sci-fi and horror, though, don't they? I think it seems to be. But when you think about it, those are the niche markets that a lot of people are after. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I, I've got to say, you know, I, I was chatting about the Raven actually today, so yep. <laughs> having a good one, and uh, you know, shared the uh, story about the fact that it was shot after hours. Yeah. You know, so basically, it's a case of all, all the stars were doing kind of normal work during the day filming other things and then they basically got together to do this just as a laugh yeah after you know, we had our had our evening meal and let's get together and shoot this it's great isn't it it's like yeah. how many of the films that they were shooting in their day jobs are actually on our own <laughs> probably i don't know maybe not maybe well, none of them i don't goggling quite a few for um you know like vincent price and what have you you know he's He's got a lot on there, but it brings together. I, I love the film because it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. You know, but you've got Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, uh, and uh, of course Boris Karloff. So. Nice. And a very, very young Jack Nicholson. Sweet. So I'm guessing this film's what? Is it 50s? Early Ooh. 60s? Probably earlier than that. Let, really? Because I think the first thing I ever remember Jack Nicholson being out, I think it was in Little Shop of Horrors, not the Steve Martin one, but the previous one. Oh, uh... well, I was wrong. 1963. Okay. So it's a few years before Easy Rider then, which is, yeah. you know, and certainly a few years before Cuckoo's Nest and stuff. Yep. So that is, it's like an early Jack Nicholson. And yeah. I'm guessing the film's good, because otherwise you wouldn't have bought it. So Yeah, I, I'm, if you've, it's one I will pass on, because I, I think you'd enjoy. I've you know, never seen Never seen that. I've never seen the remake with John Cusack. Never seen yeah. either of them. So, but well, yes. this one was. It, it's if you have a look on IMDb, it's rated as a comedy fantasy horror. Okay, and it's based on the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Raven. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm not going to say any more apart from you know give it a watch. So watch it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I shall. Uh, I shall. Yeah. I I'll shall have to watch pass that on. Definitely, I shall watch that and review that at some point. Definitely. So that is good. So, but, well, um, we're in we're in October, so I'll have to get it to you shortly. We uh, are, yeah, definitely horror month. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm trying to think what else I've watched. I don't think I actually have watched anything else. Anyway, I did have some questions, not specifically for you. Yeah. Uh, what questions have I? See, I've written so down. Not even asked what I've watched because you're no. so used to me not having watched anything. No, I see. It's become a bit of a running joke that Bob doesn't watch <laughs> anything, which part of me does feel bad about, but then the other part thinks, well, it's quite a funny running joke. So I'm yeah. I'm torn between stuff. <laughs> um, so have you watched it? If you turn around and go, no, I haven't, and you've just derailed my list of questions here. <laughs> Which I have highly, watched something. You have, what have you watched? I, 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 would, I will start by thanking you for appearing on the podcast as well, Bob, unlike <laughs> Rob. So, But enough about that ex-co-host. Yeah. What have you watched? I was doing some shopping and I thought, right, I'll have a look to see what's on the you know, the Blu-ray releases and what have you, anything for sale. You're a snob so, now, aren't you? You don't even mention DVDs. I, I'm, I, I'm trying to... Anything <laughs> new, I want to get on Blu-ray if it comes out good. You tend, uh, you know yourself. You get more tend to get more on the, uh, you know, the kind of extras on a Blu-ray than you do on a DVD. Especially when we've got a 4K telly now. 
Exactly, yeah. So, you know. So, yeah, basically, I, uh, and I saw, saw this film, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, after what I've heard about this, I'm going to give it a go. And um, this is just the fill-in before we get to the film. Okay. Uh, basically, got it to the, um, the checkout at, uh, strangely enough, Tesco's, no product placement here. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know how they always have the kind of anti-theft devices? Yes, yeah, I do. Yep. Yeah. The poor guy at the checkout was there trying to get this anti-theft device off for about <laughs> two minutes. Finally, some of the, one of the kind of you know shop assistants comes over and oh, we'll get a different one. They came back with a second one. Another two minutes trying to get this anti-theft device off. I swear, someone in the warehouse must have been having fun with super glue. Well, what sort of anti-theft device was it? Because they're various ones. I know Asda used to have the little red tags that go up the middle of this the thing. Was, that- yeah, this was one that basically goes over like it goes into the middle into the the case and you know magnetic and what have you yeah finally it took them about another two minutes on a third one to actually get it out i'm thinking you know i was almost at the point of saying you know it's fated i'm not meant to watch this film no <laughs> sometimes you'll find when we were at asda because i used to do that i used to put those things in and you would get people, and I've done it on occasion myself, but if you get somebody who really doesn't know how to put them in, they will incorrectly put in a whole bunch of DVDs and then put them on the floor. So if you've found somebody who's done that, like you mentioned, somebody in the warehouse, something fun, uh, they didn't know how to put the tags on properly, then that was probably what was causing the headache. So, yeah. But uh, I had a great chat with a person that was, said, you know, serving and what have you. And, you know, the poor, poor people behind me in the queue. I, yeah, sorry. But anyway... Yeah. Down to the film itself. Um, after what had been said, I decided I was going to buy Solo. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, Ocean's 8. I'm like, that'd be really funny if nobody could actually crack into an Ocean's 8 DVD. Nice. So you bought Solo on Blu-ray. Yep. Wow. Blu-ray I, Solo. I, I wouldn't mind borrowing that at some point. The special features are there. Um, so, and you watched Solo. Yeah, I sat down and I basically watched it. Did you watch Solo on your own? Yes, I watched Solo Solo. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah basically watched it i enjoyed the film um i can't see why people are slagging it off no me neither yeah um i wouldn't necessarily say it's the best but it's not the worst no yeah it was a, a good enjoyable film yeah what is what is your least favorite star wars movie because i thought that i remember watching solo going well it's not Something I'm just going to eject, put back in, and rewatch straight away. But I would watch it again, and I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. It's you know, and it. I think my least favorite is probably Attack of the Clones from the prequels. But mm. I enjoyed Solo as much as I enjoyed Rogue One. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd m- probably say kind of Episode Two or Episode Three were probably the the lower points. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't fault the originals. No. Um, episode one, okay, it's got Jar Jar Binks in. That's countered with Qui-Gon Jinn. See, I like episode one. Even yeah. Jar Jar Binks. I don't yeah. remember, and it's, this is, it does my head in, because everybody, I don't remember this massive hate campaign after episode one came out. But yeah, huh? there is now. Everybody's like, oh, I always hated that. Well, I don't remember that many people running oh. around hating it at the time. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. And, like I say, solo, very watchable. Um, I loved a couple of the little twists that were done. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. You know, so very enjoyable. I I can't fault it. Like I say. So not I'd at watch all. It again. 
It was a fun film. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think maybe the there were. A, was pretty good. The casting was good. I thought Chewbacca was great. Yes. Uh, it was uh, Tandy Newton. It's like maybe you could have had a few extra pages. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was. I mean, considering the, the the film had been near enough shot, and then they fired the directors and got Ron Howard in to finish it and reshoot it. And this, that, and the other. I think it was. I think he's done a really good job to actually put out a finished film. Yeah. So, but it was. Yeah, it was good. I would happily watch a second one if there is one, but I don't think there will be. But which is a shame. Yeah, I mean, it left it so that there could be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think the critical kick in that it took, and then this horrible thing where it made a lot of money, but it didn't make as much as they wanted. Get over yourself, bloody Disney. Um, unless your film is losing money, yes. don't worry about it. And it's like me if I made a film and it cost me a thousand pounds and it made a thousand and one, that's fine. I'll yeah. I'll make another one because obviously I've made me money back. If I start yeah. losing money on them, then maybe I'll quit. Yeah, so, I mean this is it. I'm sorry, but. Something like Star Wars, you know, okay, your theatrical release, you know, you're putting a lot of money into it, yes. Mm-hmm. Your theatrical release on any Star Wars, I'm pretty sure, will cover the costs. Yeah. You know, it might not make a lot of profit on top of it, but then you've got, like say, DVD sales afterwards, Blu-ray, all the merchandising that comes from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eventually the Lego game that comes out of it. Um. That would be good. I hope there is one. Yep. Oh, yeah. So you know it's going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. But it's so, like I say, if, if you make your, your actual outlay in the theatrical release in the first three to six months, where's the problem? None. <laughs> but, it's, I mean, there was a backlash, I think. But I don't know. I think there is a backlash anyway. That's why I watched Doctor Who and thought there's going to be a backlash, and there yeah. wasn't, which is quite nice and a surprise because people just will bash stuff just for the sake of bashing it. Um, yeah. And I think Solo came under that. People were watching it, going, "Well, it's not Harrison Ford." You couldn't have put Harrison Ford in that movie, though. It would no. not have made any sense whatsoever. No. Uh, and they just did. They went after it, mm. and unfortunately, they, they, a lot of people believed that it was terrible so they didn't watch it but oh. you know we didn't watch it in the cinema but we've watched it at home since so yes yay but uh, it's good for I mean in hindsight I would quite happily have gone and seen it at the cinema yeah I think I would have yeah definitely but you've seen it now on your nice big TV exactly yes in so the comfort of my own home exactly so uh, I'm not sure what's out this week. I don't. I think Hereditary is out this week, which is a horror one. Which I don't know whether that's a Bob horror film or not. I don't think it is. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's any big blockbustery epics. Yeah, coming out at the minute. I think probably the next big one that that you may pick up and watch. I think it's probably around November. I think it is. Is uh, Mission Impossible? Oh, definitely. Which uh, I'm getting super excited about. It was weird. I, I DM'd uh, Paramount saying, who handles your um, your PR? Because I don't seem to get any Paramount stuff through. And I do get most of the other studios, but I don't seem to get yours, and I'd really like to. And then probably about 20 minutes after that, before I'd even given them an email address, I got a press release through for Mission Impossible Fallout. So I then DM'd Paramount again going, don't worry about it, just cut Mission Impossible. <laughs> so I don't know whether they just Paramount just don't put out much press info. I ain't got a clue, but, uh, you know. Seems a bit as though if they don't, they're missing out on something. 
Well, I think they are because it's you know most of the other companies I'm getting maybe three or four a week from them. Yeah. But Paramount, I'm like, um, can't remember the last Paramount film that's come out that you've sent me press stuff for. Wow. But uh, yeah, Mission Impossible's and I would recommend that. It's very good. Oh, definitely. That's the one with um, Superman in, isn't it? Yes, he's very good in it. Mm. Yep. The, the guy from The Witcher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still reckon he's up for a role of Bond. You know, that's that's Possible. that's what I reckon. I know he's doing The Witcher sort of character, but I think he would probably make a decent Bond. Certainly watching Mission Impossible, you go, yeah, I can see why somebody might make you a James Bond after Daniel Craig decides to leave. Definitely. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, it's just the one film you've watched this week. I don't want to push me luck. Sadly, I'm, happy, yes. I'm, I'm happy that you've watched one, so it's good. I, I have, I, I've got my list. Well, I'm saying a list. I've got my, uh, I, I've, I've done a bit like you. I've sorted yeah. out some that I want to kind of theme for October. You know, something that is a bit more horror or, you know, kind of horror related. Okay. Do you, want so, to annou- do you want to announce what they are, or is it secret in case no, you don't I'm quite happy them? to kind of announce that. I've got, of course, The Thing, because I've got oh, the special edition choice. from um, Arrow. Oh, did they show up? Uh, yep, my three that I'd ordered so have all shown sweet. up now. So Nice. So I've got that. Um, for a bit of fun, uh, definitely got Van Helsing on there. Uh, the uh, Hugh Jackman one. That's the one. <laughs> yep. Um, I want to watch again because I've not watched it for quite a while, the Gary Oldman Dracula. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, okay, it's got, it's not Keanu Reeves' best uh, effort, but... <laughs> no, but it's it's a different sort of film, though, isn't it? I've seen it, I saw it at the cinema, I absolutely yeah. hated it. I despised that film when I saw it at the cinema. And then I've seen it maybe half a dozen times over the years, so I didn't despise it that much. Well, and it's, 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 it's good, it's very, it's very yeah. stylish. Yes, it's good. It's like um, like watching a play, sort of. You got it's just a weird style of filmmaking, I think. Definitely. And I quite like that. I need that now and again. I don't want to watch something yeah. super polished, so I'll put that on. Yep. Um, I want to watch um, the. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's something you might have. I don't know. I think I might have it somewhere, but I'd have to really dig through the thing. The old nineteen twenty odd Nosferatu. Um, I think I have got that. Yeah. Yes. If I have, then and I, I get out. And I, then yeah. you haven't. <laughs> then let me know. Um, yeah. I tell you what I do have, which um, Annette's daughter Lucy got me for Christmas. I think last year. It's a Blu-ray box set of the majority of the old Universal monster movies, Ooh. like Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Invisible oh. Man, Jekyll and Hyde, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I have got that if you uh, if you want to watch some old classics at some point. But. Well, speaking of old kind of classics and what have you, one that's got to be watched just for the fun of it, and in light of um, the sad passing of one of the stars of it, mm-hmm. Carry On Screaming. Yes. Yeah, which I've never <laughs> seen. I, I and took you've a got lo- the Carry On box set. I have. It's up there. I can see it now. Yeah. I took so much abuse on uh, on Facebook for that. When I think I did a post in, and it was, I can't remember what it was, but I think it was the uh, Carry On films were 60 years old, what's your favourite one type thing. And I did it on Twitter, and I got like two or three replies. I did it on Facebook, and I got shitloads. There was like loads of this thing went on for days. And yep. the amount of people that recommended Carry On Screaming, 
And I, I replied to a couple of them going, yeah, I've never actually seen that. And my God, they were not happy. <laughs> How can you not have seen this film? What's the matter with you? Watch it now. Well, I'm like, oh, we'll watch oh. it. I've got it on box set. But it's it's that age-old thing going, well, the box set's up there, so it's not going anywhere, so I can watch it at some point. And then I never actually get around to watching it. So oh, I was going to say, will- for, for a lighter version of horror film for this month, I highly recommend it. I will try and watch that this week, actually, because it fits in perfectly, and I'm sure Annette will be happy with it. Oh, so. Annette will love that, because I'm I, sure she's seen it several times. I think she probably has, and it's Fenella Fielding in it as well. So That's the one that's um, had on. That was the clip that just kept getting played. Do you mind if I smoke? And then she would just start smoking, so it did kind of make me chuckle. And she hated being known for that, apparently. Really? Oh. Oh, yeah. See, that's kind of... I wonder why. So she hated being known for that film, or just for that scene? For that scene... Um, basically, she she wanted to be known more for her serious acting. Yeah, um, you know, if you read anything about her, and uh, you know, but the one thing that most people remember her for is quite literally that film and that scene. Well, I remember. I think I probably told this story before. One of the first guests I ever had was an actor called Nabil, who's been in. Yes, uh, he's been in loads of stuff. HBO series. Um, he's been since then. He's been in a season of Twenty Four. So very serious, dramatic actor. But he also appeared in a single episode of Only Fools and Horses as an illegal immigrant who sneaked in the back of the van and yeah. ended up thinking he'd been kidnapped by Dell and Rodney. And he was called. All he could say, all he said in this whole episode was Gary, Gary, because that's what his name was. Blah blah blah. Yeah. That's all he said. And I remember when I was chatting to him, and it's like one of the very first podcasts I did, and I went. How is it that, how does it feel to be remembered for that role? I said, you've done all this other stuff, but yet people always go, Gary, Gary, Gary. And he said, you know what? He said, in this business, it's nice to be remembered for something. He said, because whatever it is that you're remembered for, people remember you for it. And that's really nice. He said, if they remember you for it and you were terrible in it, that's all different matter. But but, (laughs) so it's a shame that Fenella didn't like being remembered for that because she was remembered for something. I think if you sort of say... She was always remembered fondly, though. Yeah, exactly. They weren't like, oh, my God, do you remember that terrible film with that terrible yeah. woman? No, it was... But if you go to most people and go, right, name a film uh, that isn't Carry On Screaming that stars Fenella Fielding, they would maybe be stuck. Yep. But then if you go, right, name a film, any film, that was the one... Where could, could I smoke? Oh yeah, I remember her. So it's it yeah. is nice to be remembered for something. Yeah. So she should have been proud of it. Mm. So, <laughs> um, so what else have you got on your list, or is that your list of? Um, there's probably a couple more, but it's been added to. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'm probably be watching um, the Woman in Black again because I've you know I, yeah, I well. did really enjoy that. Please don't watch the second one. I can't reiterate no. that enough. Because <laughs> the second one is, it's like a retreading of the first story. So it's not a sequel. It's kind of yeah. like a reboot. It's a different cast, oh. different director. It's, ter- it's not good. Yeah. Is, uh, and I mean, it's, I didn't follow the advice. And you the, sec- the second one came out of the cinema and people are like, it's terrible. Don't watch it. And then, you know, get Stu Miller and ask him what he thinks. And I thought, you know what? It can't be that bad. Yeah, it is. And he was. <laughs> it is. It's not, it's not good at all. So you just you would be wasting your time watching. I think it's called like yeah. Woman in Black, Angel of Death, or something like that. And it's it's set in a different time. It's a different house. It's obviously purely just cashing in 
yeah. on the woman in black. Uh, there is a stage play of the woman in black. I bet that's very good. Oh yeah. I'll so tell you the other one that I have on my list that isn't mm-hmm. actually a film, although okay. you've watched it as a film because they did the reboot of it. Uh, and I know you've watched it because we both watched the film at the same time. And But I want to watch the TV series of it, and that's Salem's Lot. Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. The now, one with we, David Soule and uh, James Mason. Now, is that, yeah, because there's, there's two versions of that, isn't there? Yeah, that was, the early one was David Soul and James Mason. And then they did the remake film, which is the one we watched. But there's there's, uh, there's two versions of the David Soul one. Is there? There is. They've done a dance with wolves with it. So there's like a, there's like a two hour version of it, which oh, no. is the, the, yeah. the theatrical version, and then there's a three hour one, which, which was, was the one yeah. that was widely released on DVD. Um, yeah. I've seen both versions of that. I'd go and for the then, three hour. Yes, oh, definitely. That's the one we watched when. When Annette had read the book, we watched the yeah. film, and uh, yeah, the the TV Rob Law wasn't it that was in? Yes, it was very good. It was good. But and like then the, from my childhood, I remember the you know the David Soul one. So definitely, it's one of the early classics. Yeah. Of, uh, of oh my god, I've just peed myself type thing. Well, this um, is it. James Mason played a wonderful bad guy in that, <laughs> didn't he? With that <laughs> didn't immortal just... line of. You'll like Mr. Barlow. He'll like you. People wonder why English people are always villains in movies. I'm sure that <laughs> James Mason was probably responsible for a lot of the ones after that, I think, because it's oh, something about the accent. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, literally, I mean, this is it. The, I wouldn't say they're massively kind of scary movies that I want to watch. Some of no. them are, like say, comedies. But I'm trying to go with, the, as you've set, the, the tone for October being... You know, horror of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, well, we had the conversation the other week where it was like horror films that, that or West, you know, what sci fi movies, wasn't it? So, yeah. sci fi movies that somebody could watch if they're not really a sci fi movie. There is a lot of horror films like Woman in Black, like the others, where even though they're technically horror films, they're just creepy ass dramas. Oh, yeah. But very well done. Yeah. I say that Blair Witch Project. I know you don't like that one, but that is classed as a horror film. But it's more—it's not really, though, is it? Well, this is it. I think probably if I watch that again now, without the hype, yeah. I may enjoy it more. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I would have worn you down <laughs> over the years. <laughs> I just find—I mean, I do like the film itself, but I just find the whole thing of the film very clever. Yeah. The way they made it, the way they distributed it, the way they put it together, a lot. So I, oh, yeah. I do have a fondness for that. Uh, again, with that, as much as I love the Blair Witch Project, don't watch the second one because it's freaking awful. Um, so yeah, it's one of those. Uh, you know, like I said, we've talked about sequels before. A lot of the times, it's a case of no, leave it at number one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Trying to cash in on kind of oh we need the royalties. Well, they did, and then the Blair Witch Project. As much as you're not a fan of the shaky cam stuff, the shaky cam for me was one of the main reasons I did like it because I. It was I one can't of remember. the first films that used that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, so, I don't yeah. think it was the first. There was one that came out, I think, like a year before, which yeah. was a found footage thing, and it was these. And the Blair Witch Project came out, and then just totally sucked all the air out of this other film. This poor yeah. old film, the last broadcast, never got a, a look in, even though it was technically the first one to do that. But the Blair Witch Project Two, they they just shot it like a regular movie. 
Oh. And it was all, you know, cinematic and this, that, and the other. It was different people, as far as I know, that made yeah. it. And it was shit, basically. So You basically changed the whole kind of feel and look. Yeah. They went, what did everybody like about the Blair Witch Project? Right, well, we don't need that. Let's just do this. What, what's the point? <laughs> but we'll call it Blair Witch 2. Oh, no, oh. D- don't. Let's just call it off. <laughs> so, and what was the other Arrow ones you got? So you got uh, you got the thing. Your Big Trouble in Little China showed up. Yeah, I've got the Big Trouble in Little China, the steel steel box one. Oh, wow, how how does that look? I've not I've not watched it yet, but it no, no, I mean the actual the, oh, yeah, the steel book, the casing. Yep, very nice. And of course, the other one was uh, another one of my favourite films of all times, which yeah. was Running. Yes. Definitely, I love that yeah. film. Robert De Niro and uh, yeah, um, Jean Reno and uh, uh, a, a kind of short show from Sean Bean. How annoying was <laughs> Sean Bean in that film, though? Oh my god, I was so glad when they bumped him off. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not spoiler. The film's from like the mid nineties. Get over it. Yeah, or early two thousands or whatever. But, but again, his character yeah. really annoyed me, but he played it well. Yeah, that I mean, was the point. The baddie in it as well was very well played. He was Skarsgård, jo- wasn't it? Well, he was one, but uh, yeah. the, the true buddy was um, Jonathan Price, wasn't it? Oh, Without- God, yeah, so he was, with his wonky Irish accent. Yep, that was the one. <laughs> who was the, who, the woman in it was quite nice, though. She yes. ended up being in Californication as uh, David Duchovny's wife, so she's Ooh. quite good. Yes. Well, yeah, a very, very uh, yeah. good film. If you get a chance, and if it's on the Blu-ray, the commentary is amazing, because it yeah. just it's the late John Frankenheimer did the French Connection 2. Ooh, yeah. And it, he he is talking all the way through about how they did the actual driving, yeah. And it's amazing because you have got Robert De Niro in. I think it was Audis he used, wasn't it? They used Audis, yeah. And they used the old sneaky trick where they would have him driving with a fake steering wheel, yeah. And then they, because they would do the whatever the right hand, left hand side, they would flip it. So yeah. you know, we think he's driving on the left, but in fact somebody's driving on the right. Very <laughs> clever. I was, <laughs> yeah. So it's very, very clever, but I love that film. Excellent, yeah. So, yeah, so, I'm looking forward to those. And like I say, I, 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 it is, I don't know, it's one of those things now. I've started doing like a, a monthly check, if you would, on Arrow's website. It's case, oh, I wonder what they've got any else, anything else nice. And you, yeah. There is a few. I mean, uh, yeah. To Live and Die in L.A. is a pretty good one. Mm. Well, That's worth getting. You see some of them and you think, oh, yeah, they're bringing out some good ones. They are. They remind me of. Um, I don't think Arrow going to listen to this because I'm not really reviewing anything. But they're kind of like the only Criterion ones that we can get over here. So you know, we yes. used to we used to buy a lot of Criterion. I certainly used yeah. to because you've got my God, look at this, and they've reissued that and all these special features and yep. Criterion. I think you could still get them over here, but not. They don't seem to be as widely known as Arrow. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with Arrow. They should do a convention, and we can just go along with a truckload yeah. of money and buy, buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember kind of you, you remember the last one we did in Birmingham. Yeah, and they had the stall there, and it, oh, it was great did. just going through, you know, looking down because that's Cause where I picked that's up. Where the <laughs> I was going to say that's where you bought the Raven, wasn't it? I remember chatting to the guy who did the Hellraiser because they were joined to the Hellraiser. Yes. Uh, stall. And yeah. so technically, Arrow do appear in experience at Comic Con, so I'm quite happy about that. Excellent. <laughs> um, I was supposed to go to a film festival this weekend. Oh. Or actually, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it would have been on. It was the Grimfest one in Manchester. 
Oh. But not only did I have to work, but I was also poorly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, had to, I, uh, I emailed them on Tuesday saying I can't make it because um, I am not well at all. Yeah. But I've still been retweeting and stuff. But that looks like it was a lot of fun. And I think there was probably a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff we could have bought there. But uh, Look yeah, on the bright side. Finished tonight. They'll do another one next year and we can be there. Well, they will. I think it was two years ago where I went and I sat down with Craig Conway for an hour and Excellent. recorded one of the early spending time withs. So yes. I did. I did attend, and they do a lot of film shows and stuff all throughout the year. Anyway, to Grimfest, so I always make yeah. sure I retweet them and support them and stuff. But I was gutted I couldn't be there. But I was poorly, so no offense. But yeah. you know, yeah, there's no way out of that, unluckily. No, not at all. I'm not a fan of being ill, and I wanted to just be not ill. Yeah. Uh, as soon as possible. So, uh, one of the things, the projects that I've got coming up is Web Series Weekend, Ooh. which you, you won't know anything about because I only tweeted about it about five hours ago. There, there's a thing that goes on. So, anybody who's on Twitter and anybody who's like an actor or a filmmaker or any, will probably have seen the showreel share day which is this, the hashtags. Twitter does love its hashtags, as does Instagram. Yeah. And there's uh, an actress called Kate Davis Speak. Yeah. And she started, oh God, how long? It must have been a year ago at least. She came up with an idea of, I think it was predominantly on a Wednesday for some weird reason. And it was on a Wednesday, use the hashtag, and then all the actors can just share the show reels and then everybody can retweet them and people who are watching all this kerfuffle going on can go, I'm going to watch this show reel, I'm going to watch that show reel and hopefully a lot of actors and actresses and directors and stuff can get noticed and get put in films and stuff and this damn thing snowballed it got <laughs> huge, you go, you go on Twitter on uh, on Wednesday I think it still is a Wednesday for the hashtag. But, but it kind of tsunamis after that so it still wow. carries on it was still going on this afternoon where people are just joining in and I've never seen so many showreels in my entire life, hundreds and hundreds of them. So you can't possibly watch them all, but it is good watching yeah. some of them. And she put out a, a tweet saying, because of the success of the showreel share day, maybe there should be a share your web series day. That so good. Um, I replied to, I think I saw this on Facebook, and I went, you know what? I said, that sounds quite interesting. I think she'd go for that. So she private messaged me on Twitter, and she went, well, I wasn't really going to do that one myself i just thought it might be a good idea i'm happy for anybody to to run it so i'm like hmm, okay so i got my thinking <laughs> cap on so i messaged her later on and i went rather than share your web series how about web series weekend which would be a hashtag and she went yeah that sounds really good i said do you mind if i do some Lovely stuff that. with that she said no do whatever you want so i looked and already this share your web series hashtag blew up so i messaged her back again and i went i think you've become a bit of a legend because that thing's already taken off like a bloody crazy thing <laughs> so she said no i don't really want to do much with it but you're more than welcome i said well can i credit you with it because i don't want to just steal your idea and run she went yeah it's fine whatever so i'm going to do a web series weekend that's and a great idea I it's like every that. it's every weekend yeah. So I don't want to do it for just one weekend. So it's basically, oh. and I've already put a blog article out earlier on with it and called it Web Series Weekend. So that's the hashtag. Mm -hmm. And it's anybody who's who's either in a web series, created a web series, or people who just who want to publicize a web series. So for example, you'd probably pitch the Whovians. 
I so would. Go, I'd be quite happy to throw that one straight into the mix. So, so that would be it. You would go where Web Series Weekend, check out the Whovians, and then people who are looking at this hashtag can go, Whovians? I've never heard of this Whovians. Let me check out the Whovians. And yeah. then they would get some extra viewership. So um, I'm going to kick... Um, I don't want to say kickstart it because that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds I am, I am going to start the engine on that one this coming weekend yes. and then see how it goes. So um, anybody who's on Twitter, please do join in. If there is a web series or even a film that's been shot for the web, so I'm going to put my own stuff in there because yeah. spending time with is technically a web, a web series. series. Yeah. It's not anywhere else. An experience at Comic-Con is not a web series, but it's a web film. So I'm going to sneakily put that oh, one in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and everything will be under Web Series Weekend. I and like that. Every, And it's not run by me or whatever. It's just, just do it. Just I want lots yeah. of people to just retweet stuff and then hopefully it will snowball and people can start actually getting an audience. Because when was the last time... I mean, you've got Whovians on DVD or Blu-ray. Is it blue? Which one is it? Which format did you get that on? DVD. Ah, back in the old days. Yes. yes. So you've got that. But other than that, which web series do you watch? I watch very few. Well, there's a few. Uh, this is it. It's a case of some of the things that I watch. A um, bit of an odd one, but yeah, there, there are a few that I'm on to. Um, okay. I'm just bringing up my list. Bear with me. Uh, damn. Come on. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Because I don't really watch that many. And it's mainly i watch my stuff on the tv downstairs but there's no excuse for that because it's got a youtube app so i could still watch yeah. the web series but for some reason i don't i'm sorry well i mean this is it there's a few kind of web series that i watch um that are kind of you know um how to say kind of well one of the web series i watch is history related um then there's a couple that i watch that are kind of Comedy stroke game related. All right, okay. I'm yep. just trying to find um, Viva La Dirt League. Okay. Um, they do some ones that are based all around kind of, you know, multiplayer games. Uh, one of the spin offs of that um, was Epic NPC Man, which basically takes the Mickey out of um, a lot of the online MMORPGs. Okay, yeah. And then another one that I really, really, well, really, really like is uh, a history-based one, which is all on about the Great War. And it's called, nice. strangely enough, the Great War. Fantastic. So I hadn't so, heard of any of those. Hmm. Because it's, are these all YouTube ones? Yeah, basically. I mean, the Great War one, um, it'll be, well, in effect, part of that will be coming to the end this year. Because um, the guy who was running it, or is still running it, should I say, um, started doing it and bringing out the episodes and basically saying what had happened in that week um, in the Great War 100 years ago. So ah, it started a couple of years yeah. back, what have you, and he basically went through the history. There was little bits, one you know, kind of on the sidelines of it, where it was a case of going into things like the weaponry of it, you know, some of the other things, you know, like the first tanks and everything. So... Mm-hmm. History-wise, it's very good, and it covers all the different theatres of the First World War and what have you, so, yeah. Because that's one of those, I mean, I know quite, I don't, certainly not as much as you do, but I know quite a lot about the Second World War. I know virtually nothing about the First World War. Yeah. You know, Gall- Gallipoli I know about, but yeah. beyond that, 
very, oh, very little. So it's it, good. Literally, 19, 1918 was the end of it. So we're it literally was. 100 years on. So yeah. in one month and four days, that is the 100-year you know, you know, centenary, if you would, of yeah. the end of World War One. Yikes. So. <laughs> so we will probably get a lot of TV coverage, hopefully, yeah. um, of all that pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah, the, but, those are my kind of, you know, web series that I watch. So, But, yeah, just <laughs> sort of tag them in. Yeah, definitely. Um, or Because or, I know you don't have your Twitter so people can share your tweets, I don't think, or do you? I'm not sometimes sure. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> have a look and see if there's a little padlock there. Because um, if there's a padlock, then people can't retweet. But if you've got yours set for that, then let me know what these are, and then I can yeah. tweet tweet them out or whatever. But uh, I think people can see your tweets because people have replied. Oh yeah, to about the show we had uh, Marco, didn't we? Yes. Who was who was? Um, I think he listened to his first episode of this podcast. I think earlier on this week, and then he was like, "Where can I find the rest?" I'm thinking, "There's no way you're going to go back and listen to all 430." But God bless you if you do. And uh, so I diverted him to the website, and then I think he will he will go back and listen. I know he's listened to some of them. Yeah. Because he would put comments going, "My favorite game is this." And I saw that film. I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're on that episode." <laughs> so, hello, Marco, if you happen to be listening. Oh, epic! <laughs> so that's good. It's nice when new listeners pop up. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. It is fun in games because I know a lot of people listen to this, but I don't know where they all are because feedback is very, very hard to come by. People just don't go. I listen to your podcast, which would be quite nice to know where everybody listens from. Yeah, but um, you know, maybe one day I'll find out. Yeah, put a tweet out and just say, look, yeah, if you listen. tried. To- oh. It don't work. <laughs> it don't work. It's, people will retweet the link and like the fact. You know, when I put a tweet but they won't out, say where. Here's a new episode and so on. But yeah. I don't know if those people who retweet actually listen. I don't know if those who click like actually listen or whether they're just being friendly. But I see yeah. the numbers and I know people are listening, but I don't know who they are. So that's quite... <laughs> fun in games and, and oh. quite mysterious. I know Neil and Tracy listen, so that's at least two yeah. that I know of. So so there you go. Right. Anyone that's listening to this, if you've listened this far, please put a tweet out. Let us do know. What I'd, do you know what I'd rather? I'd rather an iTunes review, because the more iTunes reviews you get, the further up you show on the iTunes radar, and then the higher you up are on the radar, more people listen to your show. So, But no, iTunes reviews are a nightmare to get hold of i might have to start paying people to actually i was um, going to say you know my thoughts that's because sensible people don't use apple products but you can leave (laughs) reviews on stitcher and spreaker and yes and and youtube youtube the shows are now available on youtube as well excellent there's no video on it it's just like a static picture and us talking yeah because um one day i would love to work out how to actually video podcast but short of frighten people with what we really look like well you could but then I think some people are just a bit is it fickle or I don't know what it is but it's like unless there's a shiny thing to entertain them or scare them like a moving face or or heads heads wobbling or something they generally will not listen on YouTube I don't quite I don't understand people people are a little bit strange odd so there's probably even a few strange people that listen to this podcast as well Oh yeah. So um, some of the topics Everyone I'm going to s- kind of normal is boring. Yeah, you've you've got to be quite strange. It's more fun. You do. <laughs> I have. Oh, it's nearly time to finish as well, isn't it? Um, I have a bunch. Oh, yeah. I've just noticed it's five past ten. This is the time slow <laughs> without rope. 
bloody hell. Um, well, I have a whole bunch of things to go through for a future episode, so I'm going to give you a highlight of what's to come. Well, I was going um, to say, before we do that, can I just say, yes. with no Rob this week, yeah. do I win the uh, to this week's quiz by default? No, I was. I, was, oh, I, have, written, I have. I have written them out, and um, there is pressure because I did read. I picked the titles first, then told Annette what they are, and she seemed five for five again. Ooh! So there is a bit of pressure. We yeah. were going to go through the five films of Tony Scott that I've picked, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll do that next week. Yeah, that, that's pres- presuming Rob through. shows up, unless you know he just decides to go out for a walk or something. I don't know. But there's, there's that to go through. Um, quick mention of Gods and Warriors is now out in the US under yes. its title Viking Destiny. So for all the people in America, do pick we'll that see. up. Yes, definitely. Um, I did write down say hi to Marco. So I uh, already, I've already done that one. <laughs> uh, Mimi has been delayed. A happy birthday this week to one of the co-hosts, Sean O'Banion, who celebrated a birthday. So hi, Sean. I really want to hear your Tom Cruise story at some point. I've been waiting <laughs> weeks, but I've not managed to record with Sean for an absolute age, probably well over a year, because you've nearly been doing these shows for a year now. Yes, true. Because you started like New Year, didn't you? Yep. And it's now, we're doing well. So, I was going to uh, say, do I regenerate on, uh, you know, do a Doctor Who on New Year's Eve? Yeah, you're going to turn I into come back Christina. Someone else. <laughs> you're going to turn into Christina Hendricks for... <laughs> For next year, so not only will there be very strange noises going on the podcast, but I suggest you get down to Asda and buy some cucumbers. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've talked about the vitamin overdose. Uh, I've talked about missing Neil Johnson. So I'm looking forward to seeing Neil Johnson tomorrow, or as I like to call it, after he's listened to this episode. Ah. Um I will be quizzing you at some point on what music you're listening to, but I'll do that on a future episode as well. And uh, what's your favourite movie genre and your f- sub-genre of that f- that style of film? So I'll be quizzing you on that one as well. That's going to be and, um Exactly. So it gives you a bit of time to think. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So what have you got planned for your week other than being back to work? Well, uh, I've got a late week this week and on mm-hmm. call. So, uh, yeah, fun. Um, other than that, um, nothing planned other than, as I say, I want to get some of these uh, you know, films watched that I've mentioned. Definitely. Uh, and like I say, I'll probably throw in, like I say, Big Trouble in Little China and uh, run in just because I can. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was conscious of not just watching horror films yeah. all week. Part of the reason was because Annette wants to watch them, and it's like, well, why am I going to watch films that she wants to watch when she's not there? It's daft. I'll just end up watching them again. <laughs> so, And I had screeners and stuff to watch, but uh, and we'll find out if Rob's actually watched anything yeah. other than a pint glass. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, I envy him in a way. Not for yeah, missing well, the podcast, but for drinking, you know, having a bit of a social drink. I envy him if he's not feeling poorly because I can't remember what it's like to feel 100%. I'm in that illness thing and I don't know if you're the same but sometimes you forget you're ill and you go, actually I feel quite well again and then 10 minutes later you go, oh no I don't. Mm. Oh for God's sake I feel poorly again. (laughs) So I'm kind of in that stage. Oh yeah. Um, I normally remember I'm poorly just before I'm about to go to sleep which kind of sucks. (laughs) So never mind. Uh, But I'll Give you, I'll have a catch up with you at some point. Yep, I will probably. You know, off air and whatnot. Yeah, if you're off this week, I will probably try 
if it's okay about you, I may try to call up on, as soon as you're busy tomorrow, um, may try and call up on Tuesday evening, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. Have a catch-up, see how you've gone on with Neil. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, have a brew and hopefully drop off a couple of things, A, the viewers that I've watched, and B, that you know, if I get to, say, watch The Thing tomorrow, yep. special edition one, I'll pass that on and what have you. If you uh, when you watch your thing as well, there's a really good 90 minute documentary on it. It's amazing. It's very good. So do check that out. Yes, so, and I will. Uh, see but, if I can remember to dig out the raven for you. Yes, definitely. And I'll get some. I'll dig out Yuri on ice for you. So. Excellent, excellent. And I'll let you know what that other one is tomorrow as well. I'll send you a text message saying this is what this other Funimation one is. Ooh. So I'm gonna go check and see what that is now. Definitely, but definitely. You enjoy your evening, Bob. Thank and you very much again, as always. Yes, we've had a good one. And I've actually managed to last this one without having to disappear. Which is good. Well done. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Chat to you later on, Bob. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.